0: I think we're so far, far away and thinking when I'm at my funeral, how, how would I feel about how I left things? Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager, along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. So today, uh, we get into a few different topics, uh, starting off with some current event talk. Um, I bring up Elon Musk. He's trying to renew his security clearance. And might be having a few issues because he uh, had a little smoky smoke on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Not going to kick the man while he's down, but I hope that doesn't you know really spiral him down. Just for hitting a spliff once or twice with Joe Um, I don't think he really cares what people are thinking or saying I think he'll be fine Uh, but we'll we'll find out I also bring up uh, read an interesting article about the FDA trying to crack down on the supplement industry uh, where they're falsely advertising things to help with Alzheimer's and cancers and all for that but let us down an interesting rabbit hole about the uh, current head but uh, will be resigning at the end of this month, Scott Gottlieb. And he was going after big pharma, big tobacco, and some really big players. And within two years, got some things accomplished and is already resigning. So kind of raises some, some eyebrows and red flags there. So we uh, we get into that and we kind of question that a little bit, as well as why we don't ban certain things that other countries might ban. Uh, then we uh, finished with some good book talk. I'm still in don'ts with the small stuff, and I, I advise everyone to imagine yourself at your own funeral. Yeah, that's right. Pretend you're dead. <laughs> Tim, uh, what are uh, what are these false accusations that you lead us down afterwards?
1: Yeah, so we talk about Sean Oakman, uh, who was a surefire first-round draft pick out of Baylor, falsely accused for raping a woman oh, in 2016. Three-year three trial, pretty much lost three years of his life. Um,
0: that was all a lie. Yeah, it's Jeez. all lies. So
1: we, we talk about that. Uh, we talk about legal repercussions that should come for someone who falsely does um, something like that. So we're going to we're going we're gonna to get into that It'll be interesting. Uh, we also talk about Mark Zuckerberg Facebook. Uh, he made a pretty big announcement. He almost sounded like a, a politician, so we uh, t- t- talks about uh, his goal to kind of rebrand the social networking app, um, make it a privacy-focused platform. So what does that mean? What is he doing? What could it lead to? Is it all complete bullshit? We just, we, we, we talk about that. We're interested to see where that goes. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, my, my portion of book talk. Well, we talk about body language, the definitive book of body language by Alan and Barbara Peace. Uh, We talk about what it actually mean to understand body language. It's it's pretty simple once you narrow it down um, in the crosshairs, but we talk about common lying gestures, how you can tell if someone's withholding information, and how you can kind of apply this uh, to your next sales presentation, uh, your next conversation that you're having with a friend about something they might be facing. Just things that you can use body language to help you really truly understand a person and their intentions. Uh, So I'm excited for for this episode today. Uh, Give us a like give us a review Um, if you do you get a free sticker for your laptop that's on iTunes don't forget that yeah yeah on iTunes Um, so give us feedback we want to get better we appreciate the feedback we've gotten so far Um, I know when Mondo when we asked Mondo hey how can we be better he said you guys can be a little louder Louder. so we became louder louder Louder. that's how we get better louder Tim that's how we get louder keep telling us episode 33 (laughs) hope you enjoy the episode
0: So I was reading, uh, actually, through some articles via Twitter, and found uh, so Elon Musk is requesting or renewing his security clearance. Mm-hmm. And since he's CEO and founder of Space Exploration Technologies Corp, uh, which runs SpaceX, he uh, he's certified to launch military spy satellites. So I didn't know that much, but he has like certain security clearances. And now it's being investigated for his renewal because he smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Because <sighs> he smoked a spliff on, uh, yeah, the show with with Joe.
1: They got a lot of heat. I remember that. Fox
0: News was all over it. And so apparently, since the that incident, the company has won contracts for national security space launches and all that. Like since he smoked weed, mm-hmm. like people freaked out like the day after. And so their thing is, yes, it's in a legal state, but federally for um, certain employees or contractors with that type of government security clearance, it's still like none of it. Like you can't do any drugs anything like that. So that's why it's becoming such, such a big deal. Then I was like, ah, but it's like it's <coughs> just weed. Uh-huh. And then it's, well... There's no exception, too. Like, it's still federally, for them, not right. okay, even though it's California.
1: Yeah, the state versus federal argument yeah. that people always talk about.
0: And it's like, man, based on that, yeah, it, it makes sense now. Uh-huh. Like, you have to do what you have to do, and that's a big platform. Mm. That's a big platform to start smoking some weed. Do you think he regrets it? No. I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: he, he, he Do you? T- no. Just the way the type of person he is, I feel like he just he doesn't really care what other people think. Like obviously he's bold enough to to bring forth some of the ideas he has, but I think he's just one of those people that takes takes life as it comes at him. She's like, Oh what what new idea do I want to put into practice for today? I yeah. don't think he's if if something's bothering him in his life, obviously he's got whatever going on in his personal life, but I feel like he's one of those dudes that can just separate himself from any bullshit that's thrown at him and be like Hey, I have, like, this list of a 100 crazy ideas that no one's ever thought of. Let's Uh just – let's think about this today. (laughs) Like his – Let's get this off my mind.
0: (laughs) His uh, flamethrower that's not a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not a flamethrower. Mm. But close. Um, Yeah. uh, Aside from – yeah, aside from not caring about what other other people are saying or doing or or thinking about him, and not that I'm calling him conceited or not humble – But you think there's a part of him where it's like, my level of intellect and my ideas and knowing that most of them can really work and benefit the greater good, they need me more than I need them. Mm -hmm. You think there's any of that? I feel like, I don't know, there's got to be some part of him where it's like, I understand I am a freaking genius here. Yeah. Like, I am doing underground tunnels for more efficiency than... Cities and states and other governments combined. Yeah. I am doing more.
1: Well, dude, I think he is starting to realize that. Because I think, you heard he's he's about to go, he's considering going to live on Mars. Really? Yeah, and he's like. Oh, my God. So I think he is starting to realize, hey, I don't really need these people. I'm out of here. Peace. Maybe he's just not human. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Living on Mars, I would kind of suck. Not kind of. I would hate it.
1: I feel like he'll figure out a way to make it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll oddly enough enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, this is cool. No one's around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can really create some shit. Yeah. Did you hear what he's doing with all his uh, Tesla stores? hmm I think he's pulling. He's closing them all down. He's pulling back on the actual stores that people go through and test really? drive, and he's just doing everything online. Really. Isn't that crazy? How come? Um, cut costs. All well, right try it before i buy it yeah i don't know i think i don't know what his reason is i guess it's i'm gonna
0: buy a tesla it's
1: to the point where the what's the new whatever new model he's releasing i think he wants to make it more affordable for people like he wants to make it around thirty-five thousand. i Mm. think he he thinks that closing down all the the retail stores and save money enough to make that more affordable for people i think that's where he's going with that interesting strategy yeah so i don't know on that saying, yeah, I guess it's to the point where... I
0: could could see it not having... Okay, so maybe from a cost standpoint, Mm -hmm. he might save money, sure. But in terms of losing sales, I think there could be some of that, too. Yeah. I mean, I know different scale, but I know people have resorted to ordering their shoes online now. Mm -hmm. But they probably buy a lot more shoes consistently to know okay with this type of shoe i'm about a half size up or half size down you know yeah like the shoes i wear most most of the time are 11 and a half but it's also i want to know quality too Mm -hmm. so if i want to find something that's not 110 bucks a pair but still good quality i need to try it first yeah same thing with like a car you've never test drove no i'm not going to buy something i haven't driven if I don't feel cozy with it, I'm not gonna buy it. Or like a gun, if it doesn't feel comfortable, you shouldn't have it. Like get a different one. Same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, I, I agree. It's a bold strategy, <laughs> it's, though. It's a it's a car, but, but I also I, just read that his his uh, the cost saving strategy is kind of hitting a speed bump right now because apparently. Uh, Tesla owes over, like, $1.6 million in, like, mm. lease, lease obligations. You know a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, lease obligations to various people. So they're hitting a little legal snag with that. So keep you updated on that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but
0: keep you posted there, Tim.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really interested in just that just thought one. it was interesting. Yeah.
0: But. Uh, and then, so uh, after that, so I went on, like, a little Current Events Deep Dive. Mm-hmm. And was reading about the FDA. So, The most recent head of the FDA, Scott Gottlieb, uh, was there for under two years, and the article that got me led me down a path I wasn't expecting to go down, which is kind of funny. So it was FDA cracking down on $40 billion supplement industry. Then right away I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. If you're gonna crack down on that which I think is good because their concern was Drugs um, saying they could treat Alzheimer's or cancer and things like that within the supplement industry where it is not heavily regulated. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'm all on board. And it's like, okay, if we're going to do that, you got to do the same with other drugs, opioids, big pharma, like prescription meds that we feed people day in and day out. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to play one side of the coin, now you got to play both. Got to go both ways. So I kind of jumped the gun. Because this guy, Scott Gottlieb, was – so he was actually um, – I don't know if you call it anointed or, or not – appointed, sorry. Uh, anointing is for the holy man. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump is not a holy man, last I checked. Right, it is Sunday. But he did uh, – President Trump appointed this, this guy, and so he got a lot of scrutiny early on, and people thought he was going to be in it for just big pharma, and he cracked down on big tobacco and regulated – Uh, e-cigarettes as well wanting to find safer alternatives and uh, so he so no more jewels i don't know about no more jewels uh, but no more scott he's Mm -hmm. no longer with the fda so in under two years and he made some good changes like he wanted to also regulate how much nicotine was put in cigarettes so i.e make them less addictive that'd be the first time ever that we would do that, or that a country would do that to make it less addictive for Mm. cigarettes. And, you know, if you get mad about that, what's the solution? No, stop smoking. There, done. You don't have to worry about less nicotine in your cigs. But I find it interesting that he was all against this type of stuff, really the things that are really driving issues, and he's gone in under two years. Now, I didn't look to see how long the prior how long his predecessor was um, head of the FDA for, but I imagine it was a little longer than two years. So I don't know why he would resign, uh, and that's effective at the end of uh, this month. I don't know why he would resign after getting a lot of good stuff done, but this is pretty fast turnaround, I think.
1: Oh, I know why. <laughs> I mean, he came out and said teen vaping is pretty much an epidemic. And there was like, yeah, there was studies that show that there's a huge rise in yeah. teen vaping, and they and he said like, teens are because of that, teens are more likely to go into cigarettes. He said that, and then not long after, as you mentioned, he resigned. So, I thought that was very, very interesting. So, like, wh- why whoever he uh,
0: he was appointed by or not, those are the facts. Yeah, like he went after big tobacco. Uh, went after pharma with some opioids he removed one um i don't know the name of what he removed but uh, i know he was working on the opioid issue too Mm -hmm. because that's a big big problem yeah and the fact that now he's already gone i think someone got mad someone with power and money and i don't know maybe i've seen a few too many shows but He could have got blackmailed. He could have been given some type of ultimatum of like, hey, now you resign. Yeah. You went too far. Now you resign. Because, look, at the end of the day, he's also hurting a lot of checkbooks.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Money interest. It's all money interest. Yeah. You're right.
0: And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Mm -hmm. Everyone plays that big pharma game. And he went after it. And now he's not in the game anymore. Yeah So It's very interesting I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up I, I would Really love to see him On Joe Rogan In the next couple months Oh my god! And I yeah. I don't know if that's out of the realm of possibility Because this is kind of a big deal I think Because the FDA in my mind is Yeah I don't trust the FDA mm-hmm. So another thing
1: Anything with government interest And lobbyists I don't and, trust
0: And look G- GMOs Genetically modified foods Mm-hmm. Those are all banned in Europe. Yeah. Not in America. What does that tell you? We have, you know, in GMOs, you know, foods with GMOs, like GMO foods, genetically modified foods, contain pesticides, uh, soybean oils, certain vegetable oils that are harmful to us, preservatives, additives uh, that are harmful to the gut. And the gut being pretty much your second brain of the body, where 80% of your immune system lives... I think genetically modified garbage is going to do more harm to us than not. It's like, why would Europe ban these things? Mm -hmm. People always make the comparison or contrast of like, wow, Europeans are, you know, they're not super overweight. Well, when they walk everywhere, they have very natural, uh, fresh ingredients. And not saying it's all this, but they, they ban certain things like GMOs. Like they know, it's a problem. Why don't we ban that? It's a lot of money lost. Mm-hmm. A lot of money lost. So, I I, I think something was going on here, and we don't know the full scope. because yep. he he went after some big, heavy hitters.
1: He, he was just, he was just right doing, out the gate too. He was just doing what he said he'd do. That's what you get, I guess, in in America if you going to an office and you if it's not in everybody's interest lately that's a great
0: point lately if it's like hey i'm gonna do this okay yeah and then you do that and it rattles some cages and it pisses a few people off you might hurt a few checkbooks but for the sake of health and now he's gone what do you want someone else who's not going to do that who's just going to keep everything flowing how it is, and we think we're all going to magically improve our situations, whether it's with health or politics, corruption with this and that, big pharma, big tobacco, whatever it is. It's like someone's got to rattle the cage. you got to piss people off to get things done sometimes. And this was in in good form of what he was doing. Um, Because look how many deaths a year from tobacco and alcohol. It's just, it's the facts. Mm -hmm. And he went after some big players. Someone didn't like it, I think. It's my opinion. Because I don't think someone getting that much done within two years is going to just quit.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And from the articles I read and some of these, like anything from Washington Post to New York Times, like read consistencies across the board. And I, you know, I'll read right and left alleged articles and papers and journalists and it was consistent he was pretty well respected within his his group of people and he was working with and stuff so i don't know what went down but i think it's interesting and i think it's something that needs a bigger lens because now all of a sudden when someone wants to rattle the cage a little bit and do something that is actually better for the common good why is that person gone yeah i'm just saying and and with politicians on both sides it's happened in the past too where you know you rattle the cage a little bit they do exactly what they said they were going to do or they're exactly who they've always been and now are pissed off mm-hmm. can't have your cake and eat it too yeah and it's, it's these things where it's like from that headline, FDA cracking down on $40 billion supplement industry, this is why we have to stay open-minded and keep reading even if it seems like we already know what the answer is going to be. I immediately was saying, hey, well, if you're going to cut down on that, you need to do the same. And then I read and read and learned that this guy was doing exactly that. He was playing both sides, like hit the supplements and all, all that garbage. And then let's hit the opioids, the prescription drugs, tobacco. And so then it led me down this hole of seeing why is he gone after two years? Yeah. If he was doing such good things and was being so productive, he's not just going to resign. Like, that'd be like us. You know what? Podcast is going really well. We're flowing. Nah, let's call it quits. That would make no sense. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. We can uh, link these articles. Uh, New York Times, like I mentioned, Business Insider, Vox um, is where I'm getting some of this information as well. So multiple sources. And like I said, it was consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious why some someone wanting a safer environment for the greater good is not in a position to do so anymore as a result.
1: We'll keep you updated. Who's the the new, I mean, who's going to replace him? That I
0: do not know. Yeah. I don't think anyone's been named yet, but his resignation is effective as of the end of
1: March of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Well. So we'll see what happens. Good luck, Scott Gottlieb. You did well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Kudos, man. (laughs) Now go get on Joe Rogan and talk about it. Yep. Cuzzy. Hell yeah. Good on that? I'm good on that. Wow, you got something?
1: Yeah, did I spark to, your spark your fire there, Tim? Yeah, going into the uh, the sports world. Ooh, uh, Sean Oakman. I don't Who is know he? for uh, I don't know if that may ring some bells. It, it, it would have back in 2016. So he was a 6'8", 290 hundred ninety pound defensive end at a Baylor University. He was going to be a first round draft pick in the NFL draft. There were actually memes going on about him back in 2016 as to how freakishly huge he was. Okay. Uh, He was going to be a surefire first round pick. He was going to make millions of dollars in the NFL. He was going to the prime, he was like 22, 23. Uh, He was going into his prime years. And then he got accused for raping a woman in 2016, sexual assault. That escalated quickly. Yeah. So he ended up, obviously, he didn't get drafted. He went to trial for this.
0: Are the NFL is against that now?
1: Yeah. Went for trial for three years, and then last month, turns out he's not guilty. She lied. Wow. False And Escalated again. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So he and he's he's back to training. He's gonna. It's gonna be really tough for him because it's. I mean. But the way NFL works, like, someone who's 22, 23, coming out of college is going to be a lot more ripe and more likely yeah. to get drafted or to get signed. Than well, who knows who's... how
0: much he has or hasn't been training these last three years. Right, You lose it fast. Mm-hmm. A year of inconsistent training, and he's nowhere near the top.
1: Yeah. It's gonna—it's definitely going to take a, a miracle story for him to get back. Wow. But dude. he's definitely got the physical attributes to do it. Um, so
0: he's proven innocent. Yeah. And she just finally admitted to lying about it? Right.
1: So I wanted to ask you, I want to get your opinion. Okay. Like this, for people, should it be a crime for someone like this woman? Like, should, should this woman face legal action? For, Absolutely. For, she's
0: ultimately stealing his life. 100% she should face legal action. 100%. Yeah.
1: Like, how much money did she steal from him? If If he ends up not even getting in the league, well, how much money did she steal I was steal about from to
0: him? ask you, could he sue for lost damages? I'm not sure. I I feel like he could. Because if he's as good as, if he was going to go first round draft pick, what's the, let's just say average, what position? Defensive end. Defensive end. Do you know what the average for like a top 10 or top tier defensive end, say, let's say he was going to sign a four year contract. Yeah. I think average, what do you think that could have been?
1: So his first four years in the NFL, he probably would have made about ten million in the first four years. But after the total, f- yeah, yeah, but after the fourth years when they make their big contract, once okay. the rookie contract ends, that's where he would have lost a lot of his money because a top five, he would have been top five, top ten in the NFL. He could okay. have, he could have made anywhere from ten million per year to like fifteen million per year. That's how much like the top people make. But obviously, millions and millions of dollars were stolen from him. Yeah. And the, I mean, no, I, if, I, if you I look absolutely
0: at him. think this so. woman should face uh, legal action 100%. Yeah. And vice versa if a guy did it too. I mean, look what happened to the Duke lacrosse players. Mm-hmm. They're tainted for life. Yeah. And, if and we're, that, if, that was false too. Yeah. And it's just we live in this call, call out culture. You know what? Call this woman out now. You know? Are oh, you trying to play some footsie, guys? It's all good. Just ask next time. Um, but it's like, okay, now where is this woman at? Yeah. Because if this was reversed or anything of, you know, on the other end, it would be the biggest story. It would be on every news channel. I think she should face legal action. Yeah. This This is, I don't know what her end game was, but she obviously isn't making it there. But what was the end game? Maybe she thought he would still get drafted and have this story and then have a settlement. I don't know. Yeah. I'm speculating now. But if she admitted to lying to it, she's, she's a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, hurt this man's reputation and image of lies and lost him who knows how much money mm-hmm. and possibly even an entirely different lifestyle than he was planning on living.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like that was a dream and this guy I don't know him personally maybe he never had a notion of a thought ever to ever do anything like that to a woman and someone just makes this up and he's just like distraught
1: three year trial and it's gone Crazy.
0: could all be gone after working for a, a dream like that that big working his entire life for someone to make up a lie yeah she should go to prison she should really go to prison. Yeah. I think so.
1: Uh, and I'm interested to see if he I I I am rooting for him 100%. I hope he can get into the league. Yeah. He's 26. Look, different different case if he was guilty. Yeah. You know, but
0: I yeah, I hope he makes Sean it. Sean Oakman. I hope he makes it. We're rooting for you. Yeah. OTD on your side, man. <laughs> uh- uh, that's that's just uh, beyond inhumane to me. That's just how can you like what if I made that up about a female? That happens. Yeah. Terry Crews was sexually assaulted.
1: I mean, how different is it from Jesse Smollett falsifying a police report? Isn't that what this girl oh, dude, pretty much? Isn't this? He's his, gonna get it, man. Isn't this girl that that pretty much did she falsified a report? I mean, just like he's in trouble, that's yeah, that's a, this. It, this girl should be in trouble too. I think that's a felony. Yeah, Jesse Smollett's facing up to forty-eight years. Can you believe that? 16, 16 felony accounts. I believe like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But. Look, man, you do that kind of stuff, you deserve it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You deserve it. Yep. And part of that is, and I'm not saying this is everyone, this is unfortunate because the few ruin it for the masses, <clears throat> is now it's it's like idolized to be a victim. Like people want to be a victim nowadays. It is this whole big like oh my God, I was I was attacked because of this and that, and and so and so said this and, uh, but but I fought back. It's like, why are we all wanting to be victims? Yeah. Have some fucking self empowerment and control of your life. And if someone wants to knock you down, feel bad for that person and move on. If someone attacks you, yeah, hurt them. Yeah. Uh, but when you stage it like this, when it's all you know just fake you paid whoever and you're just lying through your teeth what they're also doing is hurting everyone that actually deals with that in real life like truthfully dealing with that issue yeah they they and that's disrespectful to those, to those people that actually have gone through it our friend Keith who has been unfortunate enough to deal with racism towards him directly um like other people who just fake that like that's disrespectful to him like he, he's honestly had to deal with it mm-hmm. and now it's it's just playing this whole victim card across every type of board and it drives me nuts because it's like anything you do you can see someone fall victim to anything anything you say one, one thing it's like oh my god so and so did this it's like oh jeez here we go but and much grander scale, but dude, Jesse Smollett, I think he's gonna get it, man. Yeah.
1: And I'll go back. I want to clarify one thing you said uh, about like playing the victim. Like, I don't want to put a bad taste in people's mouth. Like, if you're if you're actually a victim of something, oh yeah. Like, there's a difference between being a victim and using it for your own personal attention right. and people to come talk about you and bring the attention. And there's one thing where you can be a victim and use it to inspire and help other people. And relate to other people. Like, there's a difference between those two good things. Clarification. Like, like do like do it for the right re. I mean, for the right reasons. Like, okay. understand the why behind it. Who you're trying to. You're like, do use it to help other people. Like, you're not using it to help yourself. So good, I just want, I want to good clarify clarification. Want to clarify yeah, yeah, said, so.
0: yeah. Not trying to to play right. down on people who actually deal with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, good example. Eric Allday. Mm-hmm. He was a a victim. Didn't know it until it happened. He ended up being uh, he was duped into smuggling drugs across you know in other foreign countries had no idea so he was a victim and spent three years in in a pakistani prison and is now using that to promote good and make sure people are smart and with their ideas and, and things like that and now he talks to people and he does speaking engagements and like that's a good example of of yeah. using the victim for good Exactly um, So uh, Yeah Yeah Not trying to Play down On anyone's We know everyone Deals with Absolutely
1: horrendous Things uh, We just don't like The people that are Faking it Yeah Cause the people That are stealing life From other people because, Yeah Like that That's what we're Trying to highlight Here with the story Like it's just I just, ho- I just hope For the best of the dude I, I hope he rebounds And gets back on track And I think he will Like I mean He, he got to where He was at Before then to be, I mean, I think you can work back to it. So Right,
0: right. What else you got, Tim?
1: Yeah, one more thing that I want to talk about is Mark oh, Z. Oh, he's got one more. Mark Z, our boy Zuckerberg. Our boy? Not my boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you, you use this app, so. As uh, little as possible. <laughs> so he came out, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about inf- people's information being compromised over Facebook. He went to trial. Yep. He looked like a robot while he was at trial. Ever, um,
0: ever since the election.
1: Yeah, so he came out. He's he's trying to play superhero now. He said, "I'm cracking down on this. We're <laughs> we're gonna make we're gonna make sure this platform doesn't doesn't do what it's been doing. It's yeah. pretty pretty much what he's saying. His goal is to rebrand uh, the social networking company as a privacy-focused platform. He wants to make communication more secure, more all-encompassing across the platform. Pretty much saying too much information is being given, and we can kind of." Convey it in between people on the platform in a way that's secure for them. Like example, they gave is on the the marketplace, Facebook Marketplace. The fact that people's phone numbers can just be put on there. Like that's just one thing. Like people's phone numbers don't necessarily need to be put on there for everybody to see. Only for people who are going to be contacting that person and notifying that they want to buy it. That's just a small example. He pretty much just wants to build more ways. for people to interact, like, through private services, like calls, video chats, groups, stories. Um, And one thing I want to talk about with you is, like, the payments and the commerce Mm -hmm. aspect of it, too. Um, So my question is, like, is this just a big political – is he playing politician right here and and releasing this statement for positive vibes for this company? Or could this actually lead to something – more better than what it is now. Because I, mean, I, th- I think he's trying to pretty much consolidate all these things. And I was going to ask you, what I thought interesting was the payments aspect of it. Like, do you think eventually there will be, like, a Facebook, like, payment system that can co- compete with something like what Apple has right now? Like, I, I see kind of probably like that coming from this. Probably. So I want to get your opinion on that. Because I think it's yeah. – I think he, he has good intentions. I think it's, there's definitely a political aspect of it too. But I do – I like that they're at least making aware of it and hopefully addressing it, and making steps to address it.
0: Yeah. I uh, Well, I think he'll have the payment stuff that's already <laughs> happening with Marketplace. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of time. And I think a lot of people are going to do that. Yeah. I still don't have, like, Apple Pay or any of that. Man, I, I don't trust it all yet. I can't. Yeah. But in terms of is it genuine or political, I think... Yes and no, and I I think he's kind of full of it, too. It's like, look, you already have all of our information. Within Messenger, they're allowed to access all your information when you sign up for Messenger. And so now you're going to crack down. Dude, privacy is gone. He's not going to crack down on anything. He's no hero. He's no social justice warrior. He can shove it. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, but any any of these these huge um platforms you're you're not going to have privacy look at what already has happened uh how much depression anxiety suicides like dude it it's not going away and if you tell me it's going to be more privacy oriented i don't care who you are mark zuckerberg or jack dorsey i'm not going to believe you and i think now because look ever since the election he's been on this on the back of his heels but it's because it didn't go the way the right people wanted it to like that kind of marketing to people was being used long before trump was was running for office long before and there was no frenzy in any other prior president or any other marketing before this and i think he's reacting the way he thinks he should react in the situation and role he plays. And so I think that's a lot of driving force in what he's saying and saying he's going to do. Mm -hmm. I really do. I I don't think he is actually worried about our well-being. Like, do you think he's going to let his kids use social media as much as he wants all of us to?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I doubt it. I highly doubt it.
1: People are still going to keep getting on. To, he realized that people are still going to keep on getting onto the platform. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, not oh. going to stop. People realize that. Like, oh, here, here's my information. You already have it. Like, let me just see my, my, my feed. Yeah, it's just all give, out give, there. Give me, give me a feed that shows my friends' posts in the order that they post them, and I'll be good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if, if you want to be the most private, <laughs> you know, make sure no one can locate you on Snapchat. Don't use Apple Pay. Don't have any social media. You know, leave your phone on airplane mode. Yeah. You, you want to be safe as uh, mm-hmm. possible in private don't do anything don't have a phone yeah. what's the difference between Apple Pay and Venmo then though isn't Apple Pay can't you like scan your phone at places
1: yeah but you can also like pay people through Apple Pay oh, like
0: I don't know I, I like, always just I thought it use in- my cards
1: yeah I thought it was interesting because I pay whenever I pay my mom for her cell phone bill I try to get her on Venmo because she lives somewhere else so it's like if I'm going to pay you every month she didn't trust Venmo, but she trusts Apple Pay. <laughs> hmm. so, yeah, you know,
0: I use Venmo, and it's yeah. probably a, a brand recognition thing too. Yeah, for she trusts Apple more than mm-hmm. she trusts Venmo, just straight up.
1: Yeah, I oh, thought that was interesting. <laughs> mom, but, if you're listening, I always scratch my head that you trust Apple Pay.
0: I think it's Venmo. a name. I've not met your mom, but I think it could be yeah. a, a name association thing.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I think that it's it's kind of a political statement that he's making. I, I think I think, so. I think the payment thing is going to come from it, though, because that's going to bring in... Eventually, they realize that advertising, Facebook advertising is not going to be as effective five years from now. Yeah. They're going to kind of need something, a different revenue stream to kind of pick up on the slack from that. I think that that's where payments is going to come from. Yeah. Advertising through payments and interest and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think he's really trying to show people that he's the good one out there, fighting the good fight. No, you lost that battle. <laughs> and I, I think... Yeah, I, I don't see much depth with all this yeah. it it's all it's words and smoke and it's not gonna make any change yep
1: guess we we'll have to tune in but I'm interested who, who
0: knows what they they change on the back end I don't know yeah I know that people make that argument too I don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't do that I don't I don't know coding <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you can do anything yep um Mark Zuckerberg
1: Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting, dude.
0: Yeah, I I remember seeing some clips when he was uh, in court for all that. I was just like, "This is all ridiculous. This is all so stupid."
1: He was so out of his element.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good. Welcome to real life, buddy. Anyway. I know, and and you could kind of see the way he held and carried himself, even sitting. Like, And he still tried to, I think, be a comical wise-ass, too. And, you know, I don't know if that helped or hurt his image, but it's just like, I think most of that was unnecessary because what everyone freaked out about is what's been going on already. Yeah. So why are we now mad about it? Let's ask that question.
1: Yeah. It was just so funny to watch his body language during that during that whole thing. He looked unsure a little bit. Yeah, and that's a perfect transition for our last segment of our show. Ooh, book talk. Book talk. Defended a Book of Body Language by Alan and Barbara Peace. Talks about the eight common lying gestures. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I just want to highlight the concept that they're trying to make. They talk about ways you can kind of spot when people are with withholding or hiding information. When they're lying to yeah. you. And it goes hand in hand with the key to understanding body language. Like, people are like, oh, I'm not good at reading, reading body language. Oh, there's so many different aspects of it. And they do talk about different things that people do. But one thing is constant between all things when you're understanding body language is... You need to take a person's emotional condition while they're saying something and read that. That's, that's one aspect of it. What do you mean? Like, their eyes, like their face... Like what, what but like their
0: emotional in. condition, like you need to know if they're like happy or mad. Yeah. Or, okay. Like like
1: what like what's their mood in? Like what like how, how does it look like they're feeling are they happy, sad, okay. anxious, nervous, uh, so like you, you, you can just look at that and then look at what they're saying. If their emotional condition doesn't match what they're saying, then they're they're not being straightforward with you. They're withholding information, they're being deceitful, something like that. So, emotional condition, what they're saying. And they talk about the eight, eight different lying gestures. And one, one of the things is nose touch. Nose touch and mouth touch. If someone is t- is either scratching their nose, fixing their nose, like rubbing it, touching their mouth, covering their mouth in some way while they're saying something, that doesn't necessarily mean, always mean they're lying. But they're definitely not telling you everything that's on their mind. And they're not, they're not giving they're withholding some type of information. And it's not something like look bad or down on someone, but you can apply this to anything like whether a sales conversation like if someone's giving you information and they're doing that, you know there's something more that you can ask about, some more type of information you can get from someone. If someone if you're asking someone, "Oh, what's your state of mind right now? How are you feeling?" like if you're really trying to like be there for a friend and like really understand, like you can tell they're off and they're talking about stuff and they, and they do this, you can tell there's something more that's going on. And you can kind of – I think a lot of people can use this to their advantage um, when reading body language, like when you're trying to get information, when you're trying to get into someone's head, when you're trying to relate to someone. So I think it's it's an important thing to, to – that's the biggest thing I took from it. That's my book talk today. The,
0: what, what about, like, line of sight, where people look? Yeah. Do they get into that, like, where they look? Maybe not mm-hmm. just touch, but, like, you know, if they look down or they look up.
1: Yeah. So they they talk about when you're look, when you're talking about something and you keep on looking away, that's another sign that you're not being yeah. all the way there. Um, but I wouldn't if someone looks away, it doesn't always mean that. So if someone looks away that that either means they're they're trying to visualize a picture like a picture from the past. They're trying to visualize, like, a video from the past. They're trying to visualize, like, some type of sound they heard. So people do that when they're trying to recall information a lot of times.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of, like, if they're trying to deceit or lie. Yeah. Did they talk about them, like, looking down?
1: Yeah. They, they said they said down, like, down and to the right is... When you lie. Yeah. And then, like, isn't it,
0: you look up, and it's a good sign that they don't know the answer.
1: Right. If they look up it's either they don't know or they're trying to like recall some type of like picture or yeah. scene or sound but
0: and down they're just making it down to the right yeah because that's down, interesting because
1: yeah that's a good point because if they look down they're obviously like I feel like people perceive that they're being more uh, they're covering themselves more like they're shading themselves from exposure if they look down but if they look up you can obviously see their eyes and like they're more open when they and they
0: genuinely up. just don't know
1: yeah that, that's a good that's a good point I think that's probably why that is so yeah
0: dude body language it's wild man. and it people who are, say they're bad at it it's just not looking for it
2: mm-hmm.
0: just not paying attention yeah it's more effort to be and it's another thing to be cognitive of or cognizant of and it's work but when you pay attention to those things you pick up a lot more And half the time you rather see what's happening than hearing what comes out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. Because you can just tell a lot. If someone is saying, oh yeah, I want to do this, you can see if they really want to do that or not. Say if it's like, go out to this place or something. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then you can watch and tell. Like, "Ah, they really don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Even small stuff. You can... You can kind of determine and gauge the feels by just looking at them mm-hmm. and seeing how they present to you. Like, communication is presentation.
1: Yeah. So. It just amazes me because people could say something and sound so confident with it. Like, there are people who are, are good liars. Like, there's people out there who who really know how to speak. Right. And it's just interesting to see the people who are so confident in what they're saying, but they'll still like rub their nose while they're doing. I'm like that person's definitely withholding some information. Here.
0: Yeah. If someone is almost too suave, I think that's a sign too. Yeah. If it's like too smooth, um, then it could feel rehearsed almost. Right. Like, how are they just that smooth? Like, just nothing is is going awry. There's no hiccups. There's nothing. hmm that pavement doesn't exist brother brother <laughs>
1: yeah but so i thought that was interesting i and i think it's I want, the listeners i want you to look 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 for that in in your conversation this week just look for that single gesture and look for it in your own gestures too cuz we do we ourselves do it too like i find myself doing it sometimes
2: mm,
1: I, I mean, it's not like we're <laughs> we're immune to it like watch yourself doing it and be like oh like, why did i just do that
0: <laughs> I, I yeah i think it's really funny on that point Watch yourself and see how frequently you start to mimic what the other person across from the table from you does with their arms or their hands, how they lean, and see how much you just subconsciously do that. And that's a sales thing too—is mimicking, mirroring. yeah, mirroring, mimicking, and see how much you do it. You'll probably do it more often than than you ever thought you did. And uh, but no, I like that. I think. <coughs> seeing the, the visual cues is so much in conversation, almost more than words half the time, I feel like.
1: Is there anything you wanted to, to add in on Book Talk? Before yeah, we the sh- before imagine we the yourself
0: at your own funeral, Tim. How's that grab you? Imagine you're dead. So. It puts things
1: into perspective, Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you said. Don't say. sweat the
0: small stuff. I was reading about imagining yourself at your own funeral, and so sounds super morbid, and like scary. But it it brings you back to okay, if I'm at my funeral, I'm I'm there in the casket, lifeless, how did I live? Am I proud of how I lived? And this is kinda of the ego part of me is like how many people are gonna come to your funeral? You know, how did you really impact people and treat people and how remembered were you for how uptight you were or how anxious you were for this and that, every single little thing? Like, how did you leave it? You know, and that's my thing is when I think, okay, man, I'm so far off from being at peace with, man, I, I left things in a really good state. Like, I'm so far away. And so when I think about that, it goes to, okay, what do I need to do? Like, now what do I need to do next to keep that train rolling? So I think it's an interesting way to, every once in a while, if if you think you're getting a little sidetracked, that's a good one to bring home. And it's it's aggressive fast, but that's half of it too, is it? it brings you back down to... What am I really doing with myself? How am I doing it? And what's the impact I'm making?
1: Yeah. I like what you said on that last part. What's the impact you're making?
0: Because, look, if I were to go the next 40, 50 years just at a desk, clock in, clock out, you know, have a family, all that, you know, I'd probably have some good impact here and there, raise some kids, you know. But man I would just feel so unfulfilled still and that's partial selfishness too but I think we're so far far away and thinking when I'm at my funeral how how would I feel about how I left things
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you can call it legacy you can call it whatever you want but people will, will remember how you treated them and, and what you did so if I like that. if you're in a spot where it's, man, this kind of kind of dull here. I don't I don't know how crucial my funeral would be for people. Take a look at some things, mm-hmm. reprioritize, uh, quit some things, take on some things. I don't know. S- something will have to change though. Yeah. If it stays the same, then your image of your funeral will stay the same. And then that will become your true funeral whenever that is so it was i mean these chapters are so short and sweet but man they're the truth
1: and going off that i think if you just have a mentality of give 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 to everybody you meet whether it's giving your time doing kind deeds for them find out what you're going to give to people and if you if you give enough to a specific person when you leave this earth because you gave so much to them they're gonna feel like a piece of them with them because of how much you gave and then they're gonna that's that goes into who's gonna come to your funeral right so I, I, right. Like, I like what you said about that
0: and it's it's always really good to give to like you were saying but don't forget I kind of treat it like it's funny I had this conversation with my mom yesterday like we, how you talked on our last show where if you're feeling kind of lost, give to someone else and help them accomplish their their goals. And uh, same thing here, like when when you give to people, people remember like, "Wow, they invested in me." And then they're like, "I don't have that anymore. That is gone. Mm-hmm. And so some some will realize it after, but you still gave. But also don't forget to make sure you do things for yourself, too. Because when I see my funeral, I'm like, okay, I need need to keep helping others. I need to also keep helping myself. And when I do that, then I'm also better able to help others when I better help myself first. It's kind of like the oxygen mask in the airplane. Yeah. You you need to put yours on so you can breathe, and then you can help other people. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Look at your funeral. If you're a little lost or sidetracked, that's all right. It's going to happen again and again. Get back on course. And however, you need to ground yourself with that. I was like, man, this this brings it back fast. Like, okay, I'm not doing the right thing still. Get back after it. Back to work.
1: Yep. Live. So. As, as Drake said in his song, Moment for Life, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Ooh. So live. I love it. Ooh. Man, it's good one. Him Matthew McConaughey. Got to keep
0: living, man. L i v i n. It's a good one. To in.
1: Living, a good one to end on, man. Anything else? I know
0: you're you're good with the the Drake quotes. Um, no, man. I think I'm good. Oh yeah. Nice little uh, nice little session. Got some new tea to get me through. <laughs> mhm. Uh, Yogi tea. Still waiting on that sponsorship. That's alright. I have patience. That's right.
1: Well, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Today's Tuesday. Uh, we talked about. Uh, some current events, we talked about body language, we talked about living a life um, that's going to leave an impact on people and imagine yourself at your next funeral. So Thursday, we have Tanner Balaz, fitness enthusiast, runs his own personal training business. He gets into his story um, and talks about a very very pivotal moment in his life that kind of shaped uh, the way he looks at investing in his body, uh, what, what is the foundation for his business and helping people, And you really, really, really want to tune in for that one because it gets really personal, and he shares a lot of cool stuff. That was a Um, cool episode, yeah. And he's definitely got things figured out in terms of health, um, his business, helping people out, um, what it means to build a brand. So I want you guys to listen to that one for sure. That's Thursday.
0: he's, He's got serious momentum right now, so it's it's exciting to see, and I think. I think the snowball just got pushed over the cliff. I think we're going to see that thing get pretty big in the next coming six to eight months. For sure. I think that's something to keep your sights on. So Tanner Blouse on Thursday. And uh hope you guys enjoy this one today. And um, listen, if you guys really like the show, you think you're getting some good value out of it, hopefully some entertainment along the way, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you leave us a five-star review and rating, we will send you a free Off the Dome Radio laptop sticker. I know my computer looks a lot better with it. Tim's looks 110% a lot better with it. ThinkPad with the Off the Dome Radio. Loving it. So do that, and then you guys can go start living. Until next time.
2: (laughs) ¶¶